You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. And good morning, everyone. It is John DePietro. Let's go right to him, folks. Joining us right now on the line, he is the U.S. Secretary of Department of Health and Human Services. We want to say good morning to Secretary Alex Azar. Good morning, Mr. Secretary. John, it's good to be with you and all your listeners. Thanks for having me. Mr. Secretary, if you could start off, uh, it is tremendous how, with your help, your office, the private sector has come together and with the very important element of getting more ventilators for the hospitals, for the American people during this pandemic. Absolutely. You know, we, we had ventilators in our strategic national stockpile and we started working back in January as soon as even before people were talking much about the coronavirus. We were working on uh, how we could add additional ventilators to our system. And uh, just yesterday, we announced a, a, a historic contract with General Motors where they're going to be producing 30,000 ventilators to get into our stockpile by the end of August. Um, we'll get a first 6,000 of them by June, and we're using the president using the Defense Production Act to make that happen. Uh, so it, it, you see this across, frankly, across all of our great manufacturing power here in the United States. The response has been incredible. People coming forward from companies saying, I've got idle capacity. What can I do? Can I make masks? Can I make gloves? Can I make gowns? Can I make ventilators? Um, this is the this is the industrial fight that won World War One and World War Two, and we're, we're seeing that coming to the table here. Um, the public sector can't do this alone. It's this public-private working together uh, to help our country. And it's just been, frankly, really gratifying to see this response. Folks, good morning. It's John DePietro again with us right now. Uh, right now it is 11.06 is the U.S. Secretary, uh, Department of Health and Human Services, Secretary Alex Azar. Mr. Secretary, Rhode Islanders took great pride uh, in Honeywell of Smithfield, Rhode Island. They were one of the first companies, and that was when President Trump, and I believe yourself, the president announced at the White House, they stepped up and said, we will help with the making of many of these very important masks. Absolutely. Honeywell's been terrific, and we started working with them again back in January, uh, uh, you know, when people didn't even know what novel coronavirus was. Uh, we were working with, with Honeywell and other manufacturers here in America of these N95 respirators, which are really so important for our healthcare workers. And working with Honeywell and these others, we, we were able to increase the domestic manufacturing capacity of N95s because President Trump saw this problem. He was on it. He was working with us. We were mobilizing the private sector even in January. We increased our domestic capacity from being able to make 240 million N95 masks a year to being able to make 650 million N95 masks a year here in the United States with great companies like Honeywell moving to three-shift work, uh, keeping their, uh, their, their machines and equipment here in the United States, adding production lines. No, Honeywell's been just terrific. Mr. Secretary, uh, something else that the people of Rhode Island have been very proud of is was just announced on Monday that CBS who is headquartered in Rhode Island, step forward. Rhode Island and Georgia are the first two states. Rhode Island's the first state where now you just go online at cbs.com. You can make an appointment. The test is free. You can go, and within five minutes, you find out without even leaving a car whether or not you test positive for the coronavirus. Well, yeah, CBS, a great Rhode Island company, as well as so many of our other retail pharmacy chains, have, are going to play a really key role as we move, move forward here. You know, the, the pharmacy for so many of us is, uh, is, 
is probably the most frequent point of interaction with the healthcare system. Your pharmacist, that pharmacy is such a trusted place and resource, and so we're just delighted that CVS is going to work to, to really make available these these rapid tests uh, and make it so that people can come in, as you said, uh, uh, do that for free um, in terms of people not having to pay for the diagnostic. Uh, and President Trump and, uh, and FEMA and HHS have really worked with CVS and the other big retailers to wire up this system uh, just to make testing more pervasive, more available, more convenient for individuals. Folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. With us is Secretary Alex Azar. He's the Secretary, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Mr. Secretary, if you could just go back again, that is so key that General Motors has stepped forward with these ventilators. And it's also an element, Mr. Secretary, a company that people have known for so long, a trusted brand, and then working with your office, working with the government, stepping forward in such a crisis situation. Yeah, let me, let me talk a bit about that, and I can tell you what, what a GM brings to bear. So, of course, we have existing ventilator manufacturers here in the United States and abroad that have been the, the, the backbone of the fact that America has you know, so many ventilators. I, I would venture to guess we have more ventilators per, per capita in the United States than probably any other major power in the world. Um, just as I look at the numbers and look at my, my peer country, uh, but they make, they make it the, the traditional way. And they're all going after the same sources of suppliers, you know, that they have to use to make ventilators. You get a General Motors involved. What does that bring? That brings one of the world's largest manufacturing companies on earth that can bring their supply chain into the fore, whether it's semiconductors or plastic molding parts, whatever it is needed for ventilators, they can bring to bear one of the world's largest supplier chains that's outside of the normal network that could be a rate limiter for your traditional ventilator manufacturers. And I've worked directly with Mary Barra, the CEO of, of General Motors, on this, and I have just been blown away by their manufacturing capabilities, the speed at which they're able to set up pilot lines and expand uh, duplicates of those lines, and just the just the public spiritedness of it, the, the willingness to, to, to put their shoulder into this for the American people. Folks, you know, I was speaking with Secretary U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Alex Azar on the John DePietro Show. Mr. Secretary, it's also good to see uh, Rhode Island Governor Democrat, Governor Gina Raimondo, when she speaks of Vice President Pence, when she speaks about President Trump, uh, she talks about how helpful they've been uh, coming together. You get to deal with these two individuals up close. I see a president, a vice president, laser focused on bringing the country together. That's right. There's no more blue or red um, when it comes to this. And I, I can tell you because I'm with the president, vice president every single day on the novel coronavirus response. And that collaboration with our nation's governors in particular is so central to how they think about that. Um, they want to make sure that, we're, that the governors are getting the cooperation and support that they need because in America, you know, we have a federal system. And with that federal system, a public health emergency like this is going to be locally executed, state managed, and federally supported. So, you know, we provide support, we provide advice, expertise, surge capacity, but at the end of the day, it's our nation's governors and local officials that have to lead this on the front lines. And, and so we, we absolutely have to have a very collaborative relationship with our governors because success will depend on their success. Mr. Secretary, before I let you go, what other message do you want to pass along? It sounds like the infusion 
of private companies, the private sector coming together with the Trump administration, with your office, Department of Health and Human Services. It sounds like it's it's really changed the dynamic on the battle against COVID-19. It, it, well, that it has. Um, and I would just want the American people to know the president, the vice president are working full time on this. There's nothing more important than for them than protecting the American people's health. And we've got really two key messages, which is please continue to follow the guidance around um, slowing the spread. Please stay home if you can. Please uh, telecommute, telework, teleeducation if you can. Um, if you need to be out, please keep six feet of distance from others. And if you are going out into settings where you have any risk of getting closer than six feet to other individuals, please just put a put a cloth facial covering over your face. That's what I do. My family are doing that now. Um, it's it's not it's not a guarantee, but it's an extra layer of protection that if you might be an asymptomatic carrier, that you will lessen the degree which you might spread to others. And when you look at others wearing it, they're working to protect you. I think the motto is, I protect you, you protect me. Mr. Secretary, one final question. You mentioned you started working with Honeywell back in January. The first we had heard what was when uh, it was in March, actually, that the president announced that. So in other words, so your office, uh, they've been behind the scenes and reaching out and working with different companies far before this seem seemingly really hit the nation in the month of March. Absolutely. The president and I and the whole government led by the National Security Council initially, uh, we were on this back in January, really from the moment that the Chinese first uh, admitted to us that they were facing this problem. Uh, we saw that this could be potentially a big challenge, and so we were on this right away in January, mobilizing. And that's just been what you're seeing now, whether it's testing or N95 mass production or ventilator contracts, um, what you're seeing now are the fruits of that early work behind the scenes, um, not flashy, but it was happening. That's what's laid the foundation for now. So much good results and progress to be happening in later March and in April now under the president, vice president's leadership. Mr. Secretary, one final question. I'm going to let you go, folks. Again, it's Secretary of U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Secretary Alex Azar. What has it been like for your office? Uh, what is it like behind the scenes? You're dealing with the president, the vice president. I was speaking with someone at the White House yesterday, said it. it is it is wartime type conditions. It is 24-7. It is seven days a week. People are working tirelessly. There is no breaks. Uh, th this is just a full out effort 24-7. Well, that's right. Um, and, you know, for the team here at HHS, uh, our team's been on this, as I said, since January. So this has now been um, three months of, of this pace. Uh, but I'll tell you, I've just been with some of the folks who've been working really without exaggeration, you know, 20, 21 hours a day, seven days a week. And um, and you'd think they'd be tired. You'd think they'd be uh, uh, struggling. Um, but I think the adrenaline and the contribution that they're making to the American people and just seeing the material impacts of, of, of what they're doing is keeping them going and energized. But uh, I do hope the American people realize that the team here at HHS, the folks at FEMA, the folks at the White House, uh, Everybody, DHS, all of, all across the government, uh, they're working tirelessly for them, working to keep them safe, working to protect them, and working to get us to where we'll see the downslope of this thing and see the light at the end of the tunnel. Folks, he is the Secretary, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Secretary Alex Azar. Mr. Secretary, thank you for joining us. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk to you again. John, thank you. It's great to be with you. All right. Folks, there it is. Again, good morning, everyone. So very exciting uh, on this Wednesday. You heard that. U.S. Secretary 
Department of Health and Human Services, Alex Azar, right here on the John DePietro Show. And I want to tell you, good morning, everyone, on this Wednesday. Uh, as you know, I have been, many of you know, actually, I have been speaking with but the White House. Uh, I think this is going to be the first of several. I am very. I want to thank Jeff Gamach. Uh, he is doing two radio programs right now. He's doing. He did this show, and he's doing the Brian Kilmeade show. Brian does Fox and Friends in the morning, and then that's a, a national show. I, I I want to thank all of you, but I want you to recognize the importance that the White House and the different departments what they put on this program to try to get the message out to you unfettered. So I'm very, very happy about that. And um, these things, as you can imagine, folks, it is not easy. This is a pandemic that we're dealing with. This is emergency situations. I want to say good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. Now, we will have that up on the website. If you go to petro.com you can also see White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany. Those that listen to the program know she's basically a regular on the show. She's now White House Press Secretary. So as you can imagine, I am doing everything in my power, working behind the scenes. We almost had a very, very big guest this morning, but I'm not going to give it away. Um, we were so close. I'm glad I didn't announce it because, and again, it was great having the secretary on, but we were so close to having something that would have made uh, absolute national news, but it will happen. It will happen. I'm very confident of that. Um, and I want to thank all the supporters of the program, all of your efforts, everyone like that. It is something that um, if we could have pulled that off. But again, l- what am I going to do? I have to be flexible with it. That is the Secretary of U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Now, there is news there. And that is that Honeywell in Smithfield was actually started working with them in January. I don't think anyone was aware of that. Um, and there is uh, quite a bit of news there, especially GM stepping up with the ventilators. When I think of GM, I think of my friends at Paul Massey that are uh, such uh, big supporters of General Motors, but are so huge. Now, again, and I don't want to underplay it because it is big. He did two radio programs this morning, myself and the Brian Kilmeade show of Fox and Friends. Um, but I, I can't. Um, and it will happen. It will happen. And I'm just going to focus on what we have because we do have a great, great program. This portion of the John DePietro show, we will have that up. And uh, and I'm sure it'll be replayed. But that's um, they have been going nonstop on this. And, and and it has not been easy, but last night, uh, if you did see the press briefing, it was the president came out, he gave his remarks, and then he handed over to Vice President Mike Pence and also Dr. Fauci and also Dr. Burks, who is terrific. Um, and I, I think that's, that's a good use of time. Now, we do have a lot of time today. Coming up at noon, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe will join me. And then at 1 o'clock, Eli Sherman of Channel 12, WPRI. Eli has been doing a fantastic job in uh, breaking down the numbers for Rhode Island. So we'll bring, we'll talk to him then. We'll sneak in some other phone calls, but then the the governor, Governor Mundo's press briefing is not until 2.30 today. So we have the full from now until uh, two o'clock that we will be on. And I'm not sure about Facebook Live. We're definitely gonna do it this hour, but um, I'd like to then save it for the nighttime. So everyone on Facebook Live, you can listen to the radio, AM 1380 or go, or 99.9 FM, or if you log on to the website, petro.com, you can listen live right there. This portion of our program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open for the season 
Folks, stop in and see them. You have Debbie and Steve and Junior, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And by the way, they are compliant with the state. They've set up a safe environment when you arrive, and I can attest to that. But come in and see. It is Easter week. Beautiful selection of pansies, pansy flats, pansy bags, all assorted colors. This is a good time to be outside. Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have all your Easter plants, tulips, daffodils, hydrangeas, hyacinthias, landscape material, screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, mulch. Um, look for them on Facebook, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Now listen, many of our listeners in East Greenwich, in Exeter, in North Kingstown, in Warwick, and farther south, stop in. They're worth the trip. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center right down the street from Tarbox. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have a great Facebook page, and you can see all the assorted colors that they have. And uh, Debbie and Steve, folks, not only are they supporters of the program, but they are so talented. I mean, the work they put in, and by the way, you're outside, so it's not like you're even going inside but as i said i was there just the other day and the easter plants they have as uh, governor Ramundo said i'm holding up on facebook live you can you see a uh, just an idea of the amount of colors and it's right there and it's very quick easy transaction you don't have to wait in a big line or anything like that pr landscape materials and garden center well folks good morning right now it is uh, 1122 on this wednesday it's john DePietro, and there's some definite um developments within the story. I think one of the bigger parts of this is this business in Providence with Mayor Alorza, where he announced uh, that all these restrictions in the city of Providence, I think it's wrong. I wouldn't be surprised to see if in fact, Governor Raimondo steps forward and asks the mayor, maybe behind the scenes, but to reverse it. There re seemingly was no reason for it in Providence. Uh, I'm seeing a mayor that who, by the way, he's the only mayor that seemingly is doing this because you don't see Mayor Fung coming out with his own restrictions for Cranston. You don't see the mayor of Warwick coming out with his own restrictions or the mayor of of uh, Johnston or North Providence or Woonsocket. They're basically letting Governor Amundo, you know, set the tone. Rhode Island's large enough. Now, there is a difference. The city of Boston with Mayor Marty Walsh. Now, they have a curfew now in Boston. Boston is different than, than the rest of Massachusetts. Now, granted, Providence is slightly different than the rest of Rhode Island, but I think it was an overreach by Mayor Lorza. Um, I think the governor's people are letting him do a little flexing right now. I think it's completely unnecessary. But uh, what would stop the people? So if you live, many people like to walk along Blackstone Boulevard or like to go to Roger Williams Park. So the mayor is saying, don't go on Blackstone Boulevard and don't go in Roger Williams Park. And I find actually many of the things he's issuing uh, confusing. He took down the, the backboards at basketball courts. Well, if you live in Providence, you could easily go to Cranston or Johnston or Pawtucket and then play basketball there. And so the people on Blackstone Boulevard, so they don't want anybody walking down the middle, but people can walk on the sidewalk. It, it makes no sense. But the way that someone is prior to a, a crisis situation like that, that is also the way they're going to act inside the crisis. And that's one of the problems with someone. Like to me, that's one of the problems with a, a mayor Lorza. It's, it's completely unnecessary. 
Folks, the um, the daily briefing with Governor Mundo is coming up at 2.30. You are starting to see the results are going up. There is going to be more death. Uh, but the, the increased testing of CVS, think of that. Two key companies that I pointed out to the secretary, CVS and Honeywell. Isn't that uh, just, um, it's amazing how in a situation like this, a pandemic, a national crisis, and you have not one but two companies in Rhode Island, based in Rhode Island, and they have one in Woonsocket, one in Smithfield, stepping forward and affecting the crisis on a national front. I mean, that that is no small feat for something like that to happen. So folks, now remember, if you visit the website, I'm posting all different types of articles. You can see the article I wrote about Margie O'Brien, I think in some ways has emerged. I'm getting so many email from people asking about Margie O'Brien of Capital TV and her role uh, during the briefings. Also, we have the different questions. The Ramundo people, they have been taking my questions. You hear them ask it. I did post it if you miss it. And then we'll also have the interview with uh, Secretary Azar. We'll have that posted sometime after the program. Now, folks, today is Wednesday, and it is Holy Week, and it is April 8th, and you're inside, as you should be, but you're looking over your finances going forward. I implore you to contact A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. I advise all of you in the coming weeks and months, you want to look for ways that you can save yourself and your family and your company some money. And one of the ways you can do that is with Scott and Alex at A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. You can call them at 401-353-9300. 401-353-9300. Now they're located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. They have a Facebook page. Yes, they do. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services on Facebook. You can see their nice office right there on Middle Spring Avenue. Now, someone asked me, Juan, do they have a website? Yes, they do. A.E. Mazika, M-A-Z-I-K-A, Mazika.com. Call them, and it's simple. Say, Scott, Alex, I need to save money on my life insurance. They'll do a free consultation over the phone. And let them save you money on your life insurance, on your auto insurance, on your home insurance, business insurance. They will save you money. Everyone that I have referred to them and other people of other stories have saved money. That's what it's about. Free consultation over the phone, 401-353-9300 or go to their website or Facebook page. It's a website is aemazika.com or certainly visit them on Facebook. It's all about saving money. Right now it's 1127 and good morning, everyone. It is John DePietro. Now remember, if you want to get a hold of me, you can, uh, the best thing to do is go to depietro.com, the website, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And you can, that is the best way. You just hit contact John and you can contact me that way. Um, we are hearing about these portable now, these hospitals that are being shot up as far as uh, you're going to hear Dan McGowan talk about that coming up next hour. There's one at the the closed lows in Quonset. I never thought that was a good location, by the way. Uh, whoever found that location for Lowe's, I, that, that place was doomed from the start. Uh, but at least now it will be used as a haunting photo of it uh, in the Boston Globe. And Boston Globe, they've been doing incredible coverage um, of, of Rhode Island with the Boston Globe. And then how about the state is going to pay Six hundred sixty thousand a month to use the Rhode Island Convention Center. Six hundred six. Don't we own it? <laughs> the state has to pay six hundred sixty thousand a month to use the Rhode Island Convention Center in a pandemic. 
that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what that's all about. I think we're going to hear something about that. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a question about that with Governor Mundo coming up at her daily briefing. But something to watch. There's several things to watch. And one thing is the amount of um, just the, the sheer number of tests, as you can tell, for those that have been following it. And Eli Sherman will walk us through it. It was very significant yesterday in the press briefing. Governor Mundo, if you notice now, she's pushing everything back to May 8th. Now, folks, that is not firm. They still don't have a handle on this. Obviously, right now, a lot of people seem to feel that the the breakout in Rhode Island right now seemingly is centered around centered around the nursing homes. Uh, but with increased testing, there will be a surge. Now, there is someone that calls into the program, and I asked her to call in so I could have her on the line. And I want to say, is this my friend Leah? Yes, good morning, John. Good morning, Leah. You are on the radio on the John DePietro Show, and it feels so good to say that. Go right ahead, Leah. Yes, you've done such a wonderful job. You Thank really you, have. Thank you, Leah. Um, I wanted to tell you a few things. First of all, I've been self-quarantining myself from way back when because I had been in California in February. It's a long story. I won't bore your listeners with it, but my, my daughter and myself were accepted on the Gordon Ramsay cooking show. So we had to go to California the first day of public school vacation. We left Boston at 6 in the morning. The plane was cramped with people coughing, kids coughing. I called it the Mucus Express. It was horrifying. Huh. Long story short, we um, didn't make the finals. In a way, I'm so happy. Because while we were there, that's when it uh, had started up in Washington and then migrated uh, the coronavirus down to California, and we were a group of 59 people, and two of which became very ill. One was a, a Pakistanian-American girl, and she had to, they didn't know what was wrong with her. I suspected it. Having been an RN, I mean, many years ago, but you still don't forget what you learn, I said, this kid is sick, and then someone else got sick, and, you know, there were a lot of younger people, a lot younger than me. I was the oldest one in the group, ever to be accepted, by the way. Anyway... Oh, you know, it's all kumbaya, kissing, California, all liberal. Oh, no, don't worry about it. It's nothing, blah, blah, blah. So I, I kind of faced a lot of that at the, at the very beginning because I was so worried. And I did see people in masks in California. And I thought to myself, why wasn't there an order for masks way back when? And I think a lot of it You're right. was the hype that uh, other being a nurse, I know that, you know, if a patient was very ill, we had to wear a mask. So we didn't inject them or vice versa. They wore a mask so we wouldn't get their infection. So masks are very, you know, along with the isolation of the next, another line of defense. And I think there was so much hype over not enough, not enough. And, you know, listen to Cuomo, I guess. So many people on Facebook that I see idiots. Oh, I love him. His voice is so soothing. I heard the word ventilator one more time. I think I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know what. Now, Leah, the World Health Organization, they're still saying not to wear masks. What can you tell us about that? Because I think Tucker Carlson has good job, done a good job exposing oh, that they're a corrupt organization that's that's basically that they've been in bed with the Chinese. Exactly. And he was the first one that mentioned about that, that French doctor. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I think that, you know, everybody, there's not enough masks. I'm not some, saying everybody has to walk around with a, with a surgical mask, just a regular mask, right. anything. And I did. Face I covering. One, a and face, I used it. Face, co- face covering. A face covering. Yeah. And, and on the plane, I didn't have one, but I wrapped my scarf 
around my face because wow. some guy behind me was just coughing up a lung. It was awful. Oh, God. It was awful. Uh, I, I think Tucker Carlson. He's been great. News, I don't care what you say. They have been on the forefront of letting us know what the scoop is. Yep. Like I said, he was the first one that mentioned that French doctor way back about a month and a half ago. And don't you think the next day, I have a very good friend. He's a neurologist in uh, Florida, pretty famous. They had a, a group of over 80, and he works at Mount Sinai Hospital. But he also goes to Paris every six weeks uh, in conjunction with his hospital in, in Miami. So he's friendly with some French doctors, one of which called him and told him that he knew the fellow that was doing, the doctor that was doing the study, study in Marseille. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the breakthrough, a breakthrough that hydrochloroquine. And, you know, I had heard about it. And I read a lot about it. I'm no doctor. I'm certainly not a virologist, but my God, it made sense. And little by little, the only reason I think that everybody's poo-hooing it is because the president likes it. And the other morning, I was listening to Joe and Mika because I turned. I want to see what everybody's doing. Sure. And they were intimating that he was getting a kickback from it. I think it's one of the least expensive medicines we have on the market. Oh. And um. I think it was Laura Ingram. They said they had gone to the White House with two of her She was there on Friday, yes. On every night. And there's a, my ex-husband was just to keep in touch every day because I'm not my sister's. She lives alone, and I just can't go home because there are kids there, and my kids are still working. They're still seeing patients. But he was telling me that uh, there's a doctor out in the Midwest who had the biggest um, clientele of lupus patients in the world. And so he basically has been doing a study on for 35 years with his patients. Uh, and he said he never had a side effect from this drug, the hydrochloroquine. Uh, he had one patient that had a reaction and it was a rash. So, I mean, and in itself, some of these doctors that have had lupus patients on it for years have kind of done their own study, and which should be recognized, actually. And if it's something that can help you, so be it. But um, but I'm so also interested in Italy, as you all know. Now, Leah, and, I want to just uh, interject because it is news and it's hitting. It's amazing now to me how much it really doesn't seem to matter. Bernie Sanders now has dropped out of the presidential race. Right now it's 1135 on this Wednesday. Bernie Sanders has ended his presidential campaign. But Leah, to me, as much as that is breaking right now, let, let's face it. I mean, as soon as this thing struck, there's not going to be another debate. It is going to be Biden now. But just for the yeah. record, those tuning in, um, it almost... To me now, Leah, that almost seems like so long ago, the whole Iowa and the New Hampshire and then the yeah. battle between them. My and God. I, I remember calling you uh, last year. I was driving in Smithfield and I said, he'll never make it. Yes. I remember saying that. I remember that. You know, well, and let's see. Uh, let's see if he even can make it. Right. I mean, I mean, it's it's a, it's a jumble when he... I mean, I. Oh, do you, you know, mean I, Biden or do you mean Bernie Sanders? Biden. Oh, Biden. okay. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with I that just because think something is going to happen. I really do. Well, there's no way he can even. I, I just, I can't. See. Can you imagine if he were our president at this point? I, I don't know, and well, it's such a long way to go, and it's such a wild card. I, I don't know. We're going to have plenty of time to kind of go over that a little bit. I'm not well, sure anyway, what's going to happen with that. I, but once, in, as a nurse, and I want people to realize, I've known Leah. We have been now through September 11th. We have oh, been yeah. through the station nightclub fire, through the floods, through the 08, and now it's another 
crisis. And Leah, anything you want to, you've always been on the money as far as because of your background and knowledge as a nurse. Um, is there something that stands out with you that this or some things that you feel that they're not getting through enough to people? Uh, well, I think this, you know, between you and I, I think yeah. Dr. Fauci is great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he's 80 years old, and I think give it a rest now. You've right. got to listen to a lot of these younger doctors that are also virologists. And, yep. uh, you know, I I think they have, you know, a better grip, on, not a better grip on this, I don't know how to put it, mm. but... You know, he's old-fashioned, and it's all this, you've got to study it, you've got to do this. Yes, we don't want anyone to die from this, but we know that nobody has from this medication. And what I did was I started looking at the, the different places in the world that had it. There are so many websites where you can go down. And it hit me that places in sub-Saharan Africa, where when you see pictures of these places with people like elephant dung on their head and fly stuff mm. all over them, and they have two cases, they should be the most the most vulnerable people on earth aside from older people because they live in that filth. Right. But it's because they've had malaria for so many years and they've been on this drug. That's why there are some of these countries that have, I don't know, a hundred patients and one dead. I mean, go down the list. I mean, I did it a couple of weeks ago. Maybe a few things have changed, but that's what it's, that's what it's from. Yes. I mean, it, you know, these people are, have, well, hold on. Hey, Lee, I want to reel you in just on something. And because, uh, Bill Calkins, Wiki Calkins on Facebook Live that we have going right now makes a good point. America stands firm. No socialism. Good riddance, Bernie. You know, really, I think what people are seeing with this pandemic, I think this forever, it crushes the Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders mode because the health system, right now, if you were sick, would you want to be in a hospital in Italy or would you want to be I in a was, hospital in the United I was States? in November. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my sister and I were in Italy, and she has a little bit of a problem. She fell in the hotel room and flipped oh. the top of her head open. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It took forever for the ambulance to get there. We were sure. in the center of Rome, right off Via Condati. We get in the ambulance. We get to the hospital. It's hospital Santo Spirito. Supposedly where the Pope goes. It's a wonderful hospital. This was about 10.30 in the morning. Midnight, they finally stitched her up. You will never, you would never want socialized medicine in your life. Oh. Un unbelievable. Listen, I speak Italian, okay? I was so upset and so flustered. It was it was beyond belief. I was getting no information from anybody. Yeah. The hallways were lined because it's so close to the Vatican. A lot of uh, a lot of older nuns in that area that live in homes according to their order, and they're in like their nineties, broken hips, broken this, laying in the corridors like you see now for the coronavirus. That's how it was before. So uh, the next day, two days later, we went to Bologna. My sister needed a CAT scan. So the hotel doctor, and this is what I'm, I'm getting to, um, they called, his name was Dr. Crook. And he was from England, but had lived in Bologna since medical school. And I became very friendly with him. And he just sent me an email. Let me read it. He said, Dear Leah, thank you so much for your email. It's really nice to receive messages from people all over the world. Uh, uh, it's really a nightmare here. Life will never be the same, and I fear there will be total economic disruption worldwide. Many people throughout the world will be jobless and homeless. This is important. 2020 will probably be remembered as the beginning of the new Middle Ages. 
For two weeks, they've been working 15 hours a day with COVID seniors, the most vulnerable people on the face of the earth, in a long-time care facility where I consult as a geriatrician. Several of them have died. I have seen things I've never seen in the past. Mm. Six patients all in the same day presenting with severe respiratory distress. It was incredible. Now I need to rest them one out. I do hope you and your sister are well. He's the one who took care of my sister and Bologna. Wow. You have done the right thing to self-isolate. Look after yourselves and stay safe. Best regards, Dr. Stefano Crook. Mm. Ah, ah, I mean, it's bad. And they, you know, people think, you know, they saw these pictures of everybody singing on the balcony. I, I think I emailed you and told you I watched a Skype live from Milan. This was a couple of weeks ago, and they had a doctor and a nurse from Wuhan and an interpreter for the, uh, they were speaking in English for the Italian people. And they had just arrived in Milan from Padua, which is a pretty famous city and a pretty famous university with a great medical school also. And they were appalled, the Chinese doctor from Wuhan, that they saw public transportation still chock full of people in Milan, hotels open. Restaurants open. Hi, people are partying in restaurants. See, Imagine. Yeah. What we saw, what we saw were out in the city there and whatnot, uh, uh, more out of the city, you know, people singing on balconies and you go, oh great, they're all, but that wasn't the case. Right. And then I posted another video only about a week and a half ago in the, uh, Puglia area in a town called Traini, T-R-A-N-I, Traini. And it, it was a half hour video and it was, they had this area cordoned off in the center of the town, and there was a market said Mercato Centrale Carne, which means a central meat market. Above it, the apartment was all cordoned off. It was a Chinese family that had two dead bats on their balcony ah. and seven in the freezer. Holy cow. So these people are still doing it. Yeah. You know, this is in Italy. Folks, uh, that is our friend Leah. Leah, if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind checking in with you more often. And just because you followed the news so intently, you do have a background in nurse. Plus, you've been a personal friend of mine for over 20 years. So if that's okay, we'll work out our schedules. I know you have yeah, enough no doctor's problem, appointment. No problem, All right. Yeah. Thank you, Leah. Ciao. All right. <laughs> Ciao. That is exactly right. Folks, again, uh, good morning to one and all. Uh, I know Leah. She's she's uh, filled with information, and that's why I wanted to have her on. Right now, it's 1143. Now, coming up at noon, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and then uh, Governor Amundo's press briefing is not until 2.30. So we do have the full 1 o'clock hour. This portion of the program is brought to you by Akai Berry. Now, I've been talking about this. And those on Facebook Live, there's my friend Dr. Lisa and Wolf and others. I can't recommend this enough. I now have a shot of this, just out of a shot glass every morning. It is filled with antioxidant. And it is really incredible. Akai Berry, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I. During this time, this pandemic, you need, you need to make sure your body is as healthy and protecting yourself as much as you can. Akai Berry, you can check out their website, A-C-A-I-B, uh, excuse me, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I, AkaiBerry.com, and you can get more information. But it's a blend, disease-fighting, incredible from the Akai Berry, and you chill it. It's also delicious, by the way. Nutritional facts, check them out, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com, Akai Berry, and they are also available, by the way. You can purchase it. Dave's in East Greenwich, 
is a big seller. Then the ravioli has a kai berry. Also, My Health in Cumberland. If you live in northern Rhode Island, My Health in Cumberland. And also, Angelo has this for sale at their offices, 50 King Street in Johnston, a kai berry. Well, folks, it's 1144. Again, good morning, everyone. It's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show. If you're just tuning on, we will have it posted later on. But I was able to have an interview with the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Secretary Alex Azar. We started off the hour that way. It was fantastic. We will have it posted. And he does, he did make some news. I am getting contacted, and I noticed, by some local media and also national media because Honeywell has stepped up, and he talks about that and a lot more. We will have that posted uh, coming up a little bit later at topetro.com. So some big news nationally. Obviously, as I mentioned, so Bernie Sanders is out. It is now, I'm just checking some headlines right now, 100 days of virus, emotional toll rises. Uh, looters target small businesses. And also, folks, this was the deadliest 24 hours in the U.S. And Bernie Sanders is now out. You know, I've been afraid about the looting. And I think it's just a matter of where you're going to see them, what city. So I'm seeing right now coronavirus update, already struggling businesses in South Bay are being targeted by robbers. And that's in San Jose Bay. I knew it was going to be, you know, I was thinking it might be more like a Detroit or maybe New York or Chicago. But already, so the looters are already starting out on the West Coast. And that's when you have, you know, real anarchy. That's when you have real panic set in. Um, when you have right now in New York City, the amount of police that have called in sick because how much the virus has spread, it is uh, it is frightening right now. I'm saying that, um, let's see, all the big news of the day is Tom Brady did a long interview with Howard Stern this morning. Tom Brady had to adapt when Giselle wasn't satisfied with the marriage. But uh, I, I, I mean, it was kind of like a nice little distraction a little bit, but, but not... Um, that much as far as uh but bernie sanders is out of the race so it is now down to president trump and biden and they have been hiding vice president Biden. not that to me i mean i i bernie sanders has is let's think of i mean they, they, he he was behind he wasn't going to get the nomination and right now the programs that senator sanders was trying to push forward no one has an appetite for that right now right no one has an appetite for that but closer to home right now in Rhode Island, uh, the numbers are, if you've noticed, the amount of people that are dying are exceeding, are going up. Governor Armando has pushed it to May 8th, I think, over the next couple of weeks. By the way, the, ever, the stay-at-home order is working, but you have to, we have to, you have to use common sense. Uh, I still encourage people to support small local businesses when you can. Uh, some of the people that are calling for a complete lockdown, I, I think, is completely wrong. I don't understand, and I think hopefully we'll find out more. The state paying six hundred sixty thousand a month to use the convention center. I don't understand that. I know it will come up at the daily briefing today. They're using that as one of the temporary hospitals that they may have to use. And in the Boston Globe this morning, the Rhode Island version of it, and we're going to talk to Dan McGowan coming up. But he uh, went inside a makeshift hospital that will house hundreds of Rhode Island coronavirus patients and it's a matter of when that one is in Quonset there's several of them and one of the ones that they're setting up happens to be at the convention center so the amount of um the numbers 
Also, coming up at 1 o'clock, Eli Sherman of WPRI.com. He works with Tennessee. He's going to join me. He has been fantastic analysis of the Rhode Island numbers, where the surge comes to. And I, I recognize I am getting some email from some people saying they don't understand that some nurses that they know locally have been laid off. But I think I don't I'll ask that of the governor. And if you go to my website, petro.com, the Vermundo people, they have been taking my questions. But I believe what that involves is actually uh, they have stopped elective surgery. They've stocked elect elective surgery. Also on the website, petro.com, you can also see I posted the audio and you can see the video of President Trump taking a question from Governor Raimondo, and she's very um, complimentary to the president there. So we'll have that um, posted as well at the website, petro.com. But you can also see where Mayor Alorza, I think he's just trying to remain uh, relevant. And also I have some of the questions that I posted and a lot more. It's all at petro.com. But th- this business that somehow Mayor Alorza is setting up his own restrictions even though it's it's so ridiculous, especially in certain areas, you know, the, the if you live in Providence, you just cross over the line right in Washington Park into Edgewood. And now suddenly you could play basketball, but you came in Providence. It doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, but the video of the governor and President Trump, I think that's very interesting. Now, folks, I want to also share with you, there are several things you could do during this time. And one of the things I encourage you to do, and it happened yesterday with us is we had Bethel Soft Wash Power Wash come to the home, and Jared does such a tremendous job. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Have this done for your home. Look at the before and after. He is very, very talented. He has a Facebook page. It's Bethel Soft Wash. Look for them on Facebook. Now, you can also get a hold of Jared, and you can also text him. And get a free same-day estimate, Bethel Certified Soft Wash, free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585. But look for them on face, Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-A, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. And the reason, one of the reasons is why is you want to make sure that your home, the outside does not have any uh, anything as far as algae, or as far as um, mold, as far as uh, algae and mildew. So that's why in the biodegradable solution, what a difference it makes. Get rid of all the staining and the green stuff. It gently washes it away, algae, mildew, staining, dust. It's environmentally safe. Bethel Softwash. Look for Jared on Facebook. Bethel Softwash Power Wash. You're going to hear me talk a lot about it. And then I experienced firsthand yesterday. He is, uh, it is incredible what a difference it makes. And you get a chance to uh, really look like, oh my goodness, that's what my house should look like. And he can, they also do it for patios and decks and basketball courts and walkways. Look at, I'm just holding up on Facebook Live. Look at the brick. Look at the difference in that brick, my goodness. And you can see the before and after. I think also on uh, the fence is also incredible. Look at the fence that has the green algae and the mildew. And then instead you see after Jared and Bethel certified soft wash power wash after they get a hold of it and the before and after in the home. Folks, this is a time you want to make sure your house is clean inside and out. Bethel certified soft wash. 
Now, interesting enough, and again, good morning. It's 11.52. It's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show, 11 to 2, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. And we, I have been doing Facebook Live at night, and we do it for the first hour. But for the rest of the program, you just go to dipietro.com. Some people say, oh, I, if you shut off the Facebook Live, I can't. Yes, you can. If you're online now watching me on Facebook, you can certainly go to the website. And then up top, you just click on Listen Live. And then once you click on Listen Live, uh, it'll pull you to another page, and you just press press play. And then you can listen to the program that way. Now, also, if you want to reach me, if you need to get a hold of me, you just go to the website, and it says Contact. You just press that button and you can send me an email message. And again, if you're a business, this is an incredible time to reach a lot of different uh, people. If you would like to advertise your business or support the show, go to the website. You have advertise and then you also have support the John DePietro show on the yellow button. Uh, if you enjoy the content, if you want to hear exclusive interviews like we did with the secretary and others, go to the website dePietro.com. Now, it's, it, it is interesting to me. The Providence Journal has a story out their editorial where they talk about uh, Sweden in the way that Sweden has treated this. And, and they write, Sweden takes a different tact. And Sweden, apparently, according to the province journal, it appears social distancing policy states, uh, which obviously has killed our economy, and it has. But they talk about in Sweden right now, public gatherings of more than 50 are banned. But restaurants, bars, shops, even gyms are open. Why Sweden is Europe's coronavirus outlier and what it means. People are asked to work from home if possible, avoid unnecessary journeys, keep a distance from people. But there are no penalties for those who ignore this advice. Sweden has even allowed its children to go to school. The focus in Sweden has been on protecting vulnerable populations, elderly and those with compromised immune systems from catching the disease while allowing the young and healthy who seem to be little bothered by the coronavirus to go on with life. This very controversial strategy has been led by Sweden's public health agency uh, warned stricter measures may be necessary, but that it's impractical and contrary to human nature to impose them for too long. All countries are trying to do the same thing. Some 477 people with the disease that died in Sweden, a country of 10 million, the death rate was much lower than New York, though higher than Rhode Island. The Financial Times noted the death curve in Sweden does look to be wiggling lower than the curve in Poland, which adopted early intensive social distancing policies. Poland expects a peak of infections May or June, Sweden mid-April. Of course, there's no certain what the future holds. The question is whether Sweden will ultimately fare worse than its neighbors. So, you know, I think you're going to see more talk of this because they talk about tens of millions of Americans have been thrown out of work. 98,000 people. 98,000 people in Rhode Island alone. So the, the Sweden model, which seems to be the herd immunity, I think we are going to adapt that. I think we are going to adapt that sooner rather than later. Because much like President Trump has talked about reopening the economy, what Sweden has done as I mentioned, is focused on the elderly and those that are have uh, health compromised, where when you have, as I said, it's the herd immunity. If you have 100 people and there are just two people, 2%, 1%, that possibly are either have 
the coronavirus or could be greatly impacted by it, you need to remove them from the herd. But you don't shut everything down for the healthy 98 or 99 people. And I think a good example of this is Chris Cuomo on CNN. He is not in the hospital. This was a young, healthy guy. He's been broadcasting from home and he is recovering, but he did not have to go into the hospital. I'm very anxious to see when he fully returns or feels that, you know, that his symptoms are basically over. But that could be a good indication of where it's going to go. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Now, remember, you can still go out and get food. And if you want to make sure you're eating properly during this, stop in and see my friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, it's Pastry Gourmet. You buy it and you leave. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. They're right off of Silver Spring Street. And why? How about delicious sausage and peppers and eggplant? And meatball, meatball calzones. They have buffalo chicken calzones. Ron and Melissa, they make the calzones. They're so delicious. Every day, fresh Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies. They have the old-fashioned pizza strips. You can stock up at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They have delicious cannoli and brownies and chocolate-covered donuts. Now, they're also the ones, they have the Trump pastry that has become so popular and people love it. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, look for them. They're another one. They have a great Facebook page. Look for them on Facebook, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. And the uh, just the pictures alone, right off of Silver Spring Street, they are right next door to AAA in Providence. They are open. And those chocolate donuts, I'm holding up a photo to everybody on Facebook Live. They're so delicious. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. What else do they have? The delicious fresh brownies. Stock up on some of that. You won't mind being quarantined if you have some of the delicious food. The calzones are made fresh. Look at these delicious calzones. And I'm going to hold up a photo at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Zip in and out. It's all baked fresh. They get in there 3.30 in the morning. And start making them 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're right next door to AAA. And again, they're also known for the uh, very famous Trump pastry. They were the first ones around here that have it. They still have some Ron's Pastry Gourmet. So, folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show. Go to the website, DePietro.com. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break coming up for the 12 o'clock news. Next hour, Dan McGowan. Of the Boston Globe, you don't want to miss this. We'll talk about Governor Raimondo. We'll talk about Mayor Lorza, where things go. At 1 o'clock, we'll talk with Eli from WPRI.com. He will join us uh, to talk about the latest numbers in Rhode Island. And we're going right till 2 o'clock because Governor Raimondo's press briefing is 2.30 today. It's John DePietro. Stay tuned. A lot more ahead. Leave it right here. Again, we're going to break for the news. Those on Facebook, you can listen online at the website, DePietro.com, or on your radio, AM 1380. Plug that in, AM 1380, or Alexa, search WNRI. You don't want to miss next hour. A lot more ahead. Right now, we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It's WNRI. And again, go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com, the official website of you know who.